Hello and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. We exist to see lives transformed through Jesus and are located in the heart of Surrey, BC, Canada. To find out more, visit us at horizonchurch.ca. We hope this message blesses and inspires you. Good morning. How many of you slept an extra hour? How many of you have kids who don't know about time change? I'm glad those days are. We're, we don't have those days anymore. But they get up just an hour earlier then or something like that. I don't know. They, they get up the same time. But living in the northern hemisphere is wonderful in the summer when it's sunny until like 11 o'clock. You get up in the morning early. It's sunny. The downside is that when it comes to this time of the year, it starts to get darker and darker and darker where you get up in the dark and you go to you get home from work in the dark and it just feels and it's dark outside dark 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 not the most wonderful time of the year that's why I'm glad that Christmas is coming as well but also one of the things that we get to do in the middle of all of this is our legacy series which I'll be talking about in a moment but uh, it's it's kind of built around this idea that that God, no matter what's going on in the world, still is calling his church to make a difference in the world. And I'm going to talk in a moment about that. But darkness is where uh, a lot of what we would say is happening in our world. And I'm going to be watching somebody tell me if I need to move one way or the other. I'm a little good. Um, when I was young, I used to have uh, nightmares regularly. I don't know why, I just did. I was, uh, And I would always have this one where... I would fall. And has anybody ever had the falling nightmare where you're just, ah, and then you hit the ground or whatever. So needless to say, when we go to uh, Disneyland or Playland, I'm not doing the dropping rides. I'm like, I lived those all my childhood. I'm not going again. Uh, I'll be down here holding the drinks and the food and all that and waving at you as you fall because uh, you're about to die. That's how I feel. But it was, and I would wake up and it was invariably dark. And instantly in the dark, your mind plays games on you. You start to see things that aren't there. The blanket that was over, uh, hanging from, uh, or the clothes that were thrown on the floor suddenly looked like a demon crawling across the floor to get you. If you're a nightmare person, you know what I'm talking about. And so in, invariably, I, in those moments, would get up and I would run up the stairs, down the hallway to my parents' room where they would say, go back to your room. Uh, <laughs> but darkness is, is an incredible, uh, powerful thing because it can shape our view of what's happening. Uh, when I, even for someone who's a little bit frightened of the dark or was, I'm not so much now, um, my first kind of real, real job was working the night shift. Four, eight, four in the afternoon until four in the morning in a steel fabricating shop, and it was great. And I'm grateful for the money that I made. I didn't always, when, if you come home after a 12-hour shift working through the night, you're driving home about 4, 4.30 in the morning, it, you probably had moments where you drive into your driveway and you're like, how did I get here? 
You don't remember any of it. It's just kind of all a fade in the middle of all the darkness. But I'm grateful for people who work the night shift right now. People like our police officers who work when we're, most of us are sleeping, keeping us safe. People in the healthcare profession that are working, ready to take a call or help caring for people in darkened hallways. People that are truckers that are driving through the night to make sure that we get the things that we need when we go to the grocery store. All kinds of things are happening in the night that are good, that we're, that we're absolutely unaware of. And it's in moments like this, in this time, in our culture of seemingly increasing darkness, that we remind ourselves, despite a lot of things that are dark in the world, that there are still things happening in the darkness that are good. The darkness of of the chaos of our world right now, we're aware of it. We're aware of the darkness of broken families. We're aware of the darkness of, of freedom coming under assault in different areas. We're aware of the darkness of drug overdoses in our culture. Many more, many a day in, in, in the lower mainland. I, I've read it's between two and three a day. People dying uh, from drug, drug overdoses. People that are going to bed hungry, even in our city, never, let alone around the world. All kinds of places where we see darkness showing up. And it would be easy at times to convince ourselves or to be led to believe that darkness is winning the day. And you live differently if you think darkness is winning the day. You live a little smaller, you live a little huddled, you live a little withdrawn, you live a little bit scared of what's happening. And it is a challenging time right now. So what do Jesus followers do if you're a follower of Jesus in the middle of darkness? Some retreat from darkness and just huddle in our Christian bubble. Some would say just curse the darkness or the people that are about it. Some would want to hide from the darkness. Some would say that darkness will win the day. But I am glad for an unchanging God that works the night shift. Psalm 121, verse 3 and 4, and I think it will show up somewhere. Maybe on your Bible. There it is. Thank you for the tech people that are up in the booth making it all happen. Psalm 121, 3 and 4 talks about I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. And then it goes on to describe who God is and what he does. And here's one that he will not, he who watches over you will not slumber. In other words, when it's nighttime, he's not asleep. Indeed, he who watches over Israel or the people of God will neither slumber. He doesn't even get dozy and he doesn't fall asleep in the middle of what's going on in the world around us. God is working the night shift, an unchanging God that in the middle of darkness, in the middle of challenging times, that God is working the night shift. And that's in the Old Testament. And in the Old Testament, there were times when the people of God were wandering around. And when it was dark, they always knew where God was because there was a pillar of fire in the middle of the darkness that would comfort them, that would also remind them that they're moving forward because there's a God who's leading them in the middle of darkness. But that wasn't the end of the story. Eventually, God sent Jesus to come into the middle of darkness. In John 1, it says this about Jesus, that he was the light of the world sent into the darkness. The light shines in the darkness And the darkness has, oh, I like this, has not overcome it. 
and the darkness will never extinguish it. The light shines in the darkness, and no matter what is happening in the world around you, if you're a follower of Jesus, you have to rest your faith on something that's greater than you, something that's more powerful than anything, and that darkness is not going to win the day, that darkness does not have the final say in what's happening in the world. There's a God who works the night shift. There was a God who sent Jesus the savior of the world into darkness, the light of the world. And then there's something even more. Listen how Jesus is describing his followers who are gathering around him in Matthew 5, verses 14, 15, and 16. You are the light of the world, he says to you. If you're a follower of Jesus, say, that's me. You are the light of the world. It went from God is working the night shift to sending Jesus as the light of the world to now Jesus is saying saying to his followers, you are the light of the world. And what about it? A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. The purpose of a light is to light. Sometimes it's tricky, the Bible. Instead, we don't do that. We don't hide the light. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In other words, in the middle of darkness, light shines and there's not a great battle. Light, where there's darkness, when light comes in, darkness flees. It's not a battle. In the same way. So he gives that analogy. You light a lamp. It lights the darkness. And it gives light to everyone so they can see more clearly. So they can see more clearly. In the same way, let your light, if that's you, say that's me. We can do better than that. Princeton, you can do better than that. Okay. In the same way, let your light, say that's me. Let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. In other words, when the light turns on, they see their way more clearly and they see God more clearly. How? When we let our light shine. It's not, now, let means to not prevent, to not forbid. It means to allow something. Let your light shine. Now, that's not some ethereal concept, some It's Jesus makes it clear. What is, when is the light of Jesus needed most? When it's darkest. The light and the hope of Jesus in his followers, in the people who name the name of Jesus, is always intended to shine through us in dark places. Not to be hidden away from, not hidden under, not retreating from, not giving up on, not abandoning the world, but letting our light shine in the world so that people will see what God's doing. And Jesus shows the way to turn the light on unless we wonder. Acts 10 and 38, we know how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. That's the how. And how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil or were oppressed of the devil. So that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like when light begins to shine. That we go about under the power of the Holy Spirit sent by God to do good and heal in the world around us. We're not meant to just watch it happen. We're not meant to watch the world go to hell in a handbasket. We're not meant to just watch darkness increase in the world. We're not meant to 
abandon the world. We're actually meant to engage in the world by going about doing good and healing all who are oppressed of the devil. Everyone who is a follower of Jesus is called by, empowered by God to make a difference and shine a light in the world, wherever you are, wherever you are. And Jesus draws this straight line from letting your light shine to good deeds and to healing other people. The only way that the light doesn't shine is if people don't let it. And when we say, God, I wish you would show up more in the world. God is already showing up in the world first by his, the, the, the testimony of the heavens and his goodness and giving food and light. But the other way that God shows up is through his people, letting their light shine by doing good deeds and healing all those who are oppressed of the devil. There is only one scenario where darkness wins. And we see this in Romans 12 and 21. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. How, and so when you let your light shine by doing good and healing, this is what's happening. Darkness is being overcome in the world, in your family, in the world around you. Your little bit actually matters. Your candle being lit matters. And when people that name the name of Jesus, wherever they are, whether they're in Princeton right now, whether they're somewhere uh, across the globe watching right now, whether you're in the room, when you let your light shine, darkness is pushed back. It's not insignificant. Every one of us can let our light shine. We turn on the light. And so many things have changed in the past 20 months about how we live and how we do church, how we relate to one another, all kinds of craziness that's going on in the world around us. And it might be tempting to let the darkness determine the agenda of the church of God. It might be tempting to say that maybe God is asleep at the switch. It might be tempting to say that darkness is going to win the day. But I bring us back to what Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good deeds. And what will they do? Turn their eyes and glorify the Father who is in heaven. In other words, God shows up when his people show up in dark spaces. Let it shine. Because despite all that has changed and shifted and is going to continue to shift, and there... There, uh, I've been talking with a few people and other pastors and people. This is a time of shaking. Anybody notice that? It's a time of shaking. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. The Bible talks about in Hebrews. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken, that that which is eternal or won't be shaken will remain. And so we need to build ourselves or build our lives on things that will not be shaken, on the unchanging God. We serve an unchanging God in the middle of a lot of things that are changing. And the great love of God for us is unchanging. The promises of God to you are unchanging. The power of the Holy Spirit in you is unchanging. So when everything is being shaken, we remind ourselves that because of all of these things, we have an unchanging mission in the middle of an ever-changing world. We do not retreat. We do not withdraw. We do not back up. We do not give up. We do not quit. We stand in the middle of it and say, I'm going to be one that is going to let my light shine through the power of the Holy Spirit working in me, that we would be ones that would say, no matter what's going on, that we will let the light shine. 
And so this month, beginning today, we're talking about legacy, the legacy series and how each of us together through this thing called Horizon Church, that God has already been moving and shining his light. We're going to share some of those stories and going to remind us of what God's called us to do because they're in the middle of an ever-changing world. There's an unchanging mission locally in our, in our region and in Princeton, regionally through church planting and globally through our partners around the globe. Legacy, let me read this, is living and doing our part in God's story. Someone has said, do for one what you wish you could do for everyone. Because sometimes you stand back and look and like, there's too much. But let's just take a pause for a moment and let me do my little bit. And when I do my bit and Kelsey does her bit and Josh does his bit and Daniel does his bit and we each do our bit, suddenly together there's this incredible move and um, reflection of God in our world. And so we're going to talk about how we get to, we get to, you'll notice I say get to many, many times. And you're, if you're visiting with us this morning, this is that Sunday <laughs> where the pastor talks about money. But I love talking about money in Legacy Series because I get to ask for widows and orphans. I get to ask for children in our city that don't have food. I get to ask for the, the places that have never heard the name of Jesus. I get to ask for all kinds of series and people that we may not be aware of. It's, Legacy is about where we get to have an impact far beyond us. Legacy is affecting people we might never meet. It means healing hurts. It means meeting needs and making a difference with the good news and the hope of Jesus. Because we cannot possibly tell every story of the ways and means that God is working through you as individuals and through us as a, as a family called Horizon Church. Today, though, we're going to have a small sampling of stories of God at work in our world through your generosity because you give, because you contribute, whether it's your little bit whether it's a great amount, whether it's your time, your talent, your treasure, all of us together, that the light of Jesus is shining, the hope and the goodness of Jesus is shining in the middle of darkness. And I hope you're encouraged today as we focus on our local areas of things that are happening. We're going to start by talking about Night Shift Street Ministries, which was started about 18 years ago. You might know of know it uh, working in Surrey and also in Langley as well. It started out just uh, by Marianne Connor, who's the founder and uh, the executive director today. A, a part of Horizon Church, and uh, it has grown greatly from when it began, where now it's, despite COVID, people still need, people still need the gospel and the goodness and love of God. And so they continue to focus on caring for people through outreach, through counseling, through education and transitional housing. Our main con contribution at Horizon Church is that we provide the soup each week. You you get to pay for the soup to feed about 100 to 150 people. And the wonderful thing is we get to buy it from Pacific Life Bible College Cafeteria, and they are so pumped, the cooks in there, they get to use their gifts by putting together nutritious. They threw everything in those soups, everything. It is so nutritious. You eat one, you're probably good for a couple of days. But every Friday night, it goes out onto the streets for the working poor, for the people who are on the streets, for people who just need a meal. And 
Uh, I, I want you to know that over 5,000 meals go out because of your generosity over the course of a year to our friends on the street and the working poor, which costs around $6,000. And I want you to hear directly, though, from Rod McGinnis, who's from uh, Horizon. He also works at Night Shift, and he's going to tell a little bit of what that story looks like. My name is Rod. I'm the warehouse manager now at my Night Shift, uh, but I'm also the Friday night leader. I lead, have been leading every Friday night now for about uh, eight years. And um, why do I serve at Night Shift? Well, I have three reasons, and I'll go tell you them briefly. One is because of love, and not my love, but the love that God has shown me. And that love compels me to serve, and that's my main reason for serving at night shift. The other reason is, is because Jesus is there. And there's a little story behind that. And uh, one day I was driving home, and I was a little ticked off at God, because one of our street friends, who I had gotten to know on over the past eight years, had died of an overdose. And uh, he had committed his life to Christ, but still st struggled with addiction. His name was Danae. And uh, so I was a little ticked off with God and asking him, like, why do you do this, God? Why do we go out there night after night and we learn to love these people and we get to know them and then they die? And it's so hard on us. And, and as I was driving down the road, it was just like God was sitting right beside me in the passenger seat and he whispered into my ear, because Jesus is there. And then I remembered the verse, I was cold and he gave me something warm to wear, I was hungry and you fed me. And then I began to cry. And so that's my second reason for serving, because Jesus is there. The third reason is, is because the Bible exhorts us to find out what pleases God. And when we find that out, just to simply do it. I could share quite a few stories, but I'll share the story of Mike. Um, Mike lived on the strip behind Night Shift where it was Tent City for a few years. And um, Mike lived in a self uh, little thing he made, a little cart. Not, it, it was almost a little bit bigger than a coffin and that's what he slept in every night. And it was on wheels and he could tow it with his bike. And uh, Mike was a user, and, uh, but he became a believer. And, um, and, and Mike will tell you, if you see him or if you ever meet him, he's alive today because of Night Shift, because of, of what uh, the meals that he received there. And that was his, usually his only meal during the day. And now he works actually for the city of Surrey. He's been clean now for five years. And uh, so we just, uh, and, and he gives all the glory to God as well. So we, we, we just thankful for Mike. I would just like to say thank you for Horizon Church. You have always supported us and we are always and have always been thankful for that. So good, yes. If you want to help on a Friday night, you, uh, we'll help connect you with Rod. Just email hello at horizonchurch.ca. Hello at horizonchurch.ca. Uh, next, I want to talk about our adopt-a-school ministry at George Vanier Elementary. Um, there are 31-plus what are called inner-city schools or elementary schools in Surrey, representing over 10,000 uh, young people. Um, a number of years ago, I think it was six or seven years ago, the City Dream Center asked us to come and help uh, serve the, in that school, uh, in a school, which ours is close by here, 140. 
2, I think it is, in 68th or 70th, around there. And uh, the school, an inner city school is marked because of their, it, there are certain challenges that kids have. Some of them come to school uh, and they eat their, their uh, breakfast and their lunch there. That's the food that they need to eat in order, because there is no food at home. Some of them are in uh, new immigrant families where there's challenges, as many of you would know, trying to get your, uh, find your space, uh, trying to fight for jobs and all of the things. Some of them have uh, family challenges, all kinds of challenges that cause them to be potentially marked as ones that will have trouble later on in their life. And it's so important and so wonderful. We get to come alongside that school and love on it in, in various ways. We've had uh, been serving them, loving the staff and students with no strings attached. And also, if you're in Princeton, uh, I think it's called John Allison Elementary. We've done a little bit there. We're going to look to do more in, in that area as well, right in Princeton. But uh, right now, prior to COVID, we did school sport uh, spirit days uh, where we'd start off the year and just bring a lot of energy and happiness in for our young for the young people there um, as well we also um, provide food for our teachers there we'll bring uh, probably once or twice a quarter we bring coffee and donuts just to encourage them and thank them and every Christmas we bring uh, we buy every kid in the school a, a present because some of them that they will not get a present if it were not for the generosity of Horizon Church uh, as well and this year we also began and supplying hampers in the summer for between 10 and 20 families to feed them on the weekend. That without that food, they most likely would not have enough food to eat through the weekend. Uh, and it's an ongoing, uh, challenging need. Uh, every Christ Christmas, those gifts cost about $13,000 to buy. And the weekend hampers cost $12,000 that we've been uh, buying and spending uh, already because of your generosity uh, as well. Mostly, though, we simply want to love and let our light shine. And I think there's a video from the, the principal at Vanier Elementary as well. Let her tell the story. Hi, everybody. My name's Leanne McBride, and I am so fortunate to be the principal at this wonderful school. George Vanier is an amazing environment where we have diverse cultures that all come together to learn. We are, have been incredibly fortunate to have a community partner in Horizon Church. I have been the principal at the school for three years. And when I first stepped in to this school, I was so blessed to have a meeting in my early days with our uh, members of the Horizon Church. And I discovered their, uh, the, the amazing work that they do to bring everybody together, particularly our most vulnerable kids and families. Some clear examples of how the church worked together with our school are they provide amazing hampers, food hampers, once a week to our most vulnerable families. And in a truly amazing gift, at Christmas time, the Horizon Church brings all of their volunteers together and provides a Christmas gift to every single child in our school, which is no small feat considering we have 600 learners that attend our school every day. Last year, we all went through a lot of um, uh, tough times. 
And with COVID and some health concerns from all of us, there were some difficult times. And I was so heartened by the fact that our relationship with the Horizon Church still remained strong despite all of the challenges we went through. And examples of this are the way that Horizon came into our school and provided a little bit of a treat, coffee, tea, muffins, just to say we're thinking of you, we're here for you, and we're all working together. On behalf of the entire school community, my students and staff, we want to say a profound thank you to all of the amazing uh, workers who support Horizon and most of all support us. And we look forward to our continued partnership for many more years to come. Thank you so much. Wow. So good. And again, if you want to help to be involved, hello at horizonchurch.ca. And whether you're, uh, we're going to be looking at doing some things as well in Princeton. So the same email address will work for that as well. Next, I want to talk about uh, Night to Shine. In uh, uh, fall, I think it was, of 2017, uh, Helen Premia came to me to talk about, um, actually it was the second time she had talked to me about it and I realized she was serious, uh, about this prom night in partnership with the Tim Tebow Foundation, Night to Shine for People with Diverse Abilities. Um, Helen, uh, just a moment, sorry. Helen was particularly engaged in this because of her wonderful daughter, Angelina, who had her own challenges, but was well-loved and loved people well. And I say was because Angelina passed away this past uh, summer. And part of the way we're going to honor her and continue to honor her is by naming the Night to Shine Ball, the Angelina Premier Memorial Ball, as long as we do that event. Yeah. In, in 2018, we had about 50 guests that came uh, in, in person. In 2020, just probably three weeks before uh, we were all locked down, we had this, this room was packed with people. We had over uh, 160 guests, 250 volunteers. We didn't know about something called COVID. We were just having a good time. Music was on, kids were having fun, people with diverse abilities being celebrated, their families being supported. And uh, I want to hear a little bit more from our Night to Shine coordinator, Sharon Premier-Cara. Night to Shine is a prom-like event for people with diverse abilities hosted by the Tim Tebow Foundation. We've hosted, we as Horizon Church have hosted it for the last four years and I've been the event coordinator coordinating the entire event from start to finish. Last year we hosted our first virtual event for Night to Shine. So we ended up doing a drive-through and we had volunteers also drop off gift bags to our guests. And one of the very cool things about this is because of COVID and the pandemic, a lot of our um, guests, because they are immunocompromised, they had not been out of their homes for um, at least eight months or so at that point in time. And so the volunteer drivers was the only person that that particular guest had seen 
um, the entire eight months and he was literally waiting outside on the front door step and was so excited when his driver came through and dropped off the gift bag and that was the highlight of his entire month essentially so um, we've heard stories after stories about people just being so thrilled that we were able to offer this kind of even the drive-through option we saw parents come through with their with their um, guests and they were all dressed up too it was really exciting thanks to horizon church we are able to do this event every year and next year it will also be a virtual online event um, and it's not a, a big zoom kind of event it's actually the tim tebow foundation puts together a video for our guests to enjoy and then we have a virtual photo booth that we offer uh, thanks to one of our um, church members Members here so we get to do all of these things kind of and make it kind of a fun virtual event um, so we're, we're, it's thanks to you Horizon Church that we're able to do this and things that we could be praying for for next year are for our guests because they are immunocompromised that their health would be protected for their safety as always and uh, yeah we're so excited to host next year great so good And Sharon referenced a drive-through event that we do. Uh, if you want to be a part of helping with that, hello at horizonchurch.ca. Okay, we'll get there. And uh, the, the next one we're going to talk about is something new that we're uh, beginning this year. That's a, It's small, but I think it's going to be significant over time. Nearly every one of us have been touched by cancer, either personally or we know somebody in our family or in our friends that has been. Is that... We, we're, and going through cancer is incredibly, incredibly difficult. And the treatments, and sometimes they take a lot of time, whether that's chemotherapy or radiation or whatever treatment somebody might be going through, which often means lots of time in a hospital or staying at home. And so Pearls of Hope, and we'll tell how it came about in a moment, but it's all about meeting practical needs that, of cancer patients while they're going through treatment, from things like blankets to uh, lip gloss to special... Uh, moisturizers, all kinds of specific things that are needed, as well as notes of encouragement and messages of hope in Jesus in the middle of it all. And uh, we're looking to do 50 bags. They're like a backpack uh, for around $3,750, about $75 each for one. And we're hoping to mail those wherever, by word of mouth, you people that you know in your life that you can be extending the hand of Jesus and sharing the goodness of God in the middle of challenging, challenging times. Let's watch a video with Pastor Donna Lassett, our Friends of Horizon, and Shanda. Hey, Donna, thank you so much for joining us all the way from Pearl Church in Denver. Um, I'm so grateful that you've uh, taken the time today to just talk to us a little bit more about how Pearls of Hope came to be. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, and uh, we're so excited to be partnering with you for Pearls of Hope. Uh, several years ago, I was, uh, I woke up and I was having a dream, and the dream was, honestly, this is how it began, is we were giving uh, bags that were filled with both practical and spiritual kind of things uh, away to people that were uh, in the hospitals, 
um, fighting cancer, going through chemotherapy. And so in my dream, I was literally handing out this bag to people and praying for people. And it just, I woke up and I knew right away that was a God dream. It wasn't just me making something up. And so I met with a couple uh, ladies that had this ministry with me, uh, met with them and just felt impressed to kind of meet with them and share this with them. And uh, we just began uh, dreaming and like, God, what could we do? And uh, began to kind of gather items and think through, talk to uh, many cancer patients. Uh, people that were going through it to just kind of get a, a sense. So I think the first part was really getting a sense. What do people that are fighting cancer, going through chemotherapy, what is their greatest need? Uh, and so much of it is hope and encouragement and and then some practical things too. So that's kind of how it began. And so we started um, going into hospitals and God opened doors uh, for us to begin to give bags to patients in hospitals. Uh, and so we've been doing that for uh, a few years and then COVID. And uh, the cool thing about that is we thought it was going to shut us down more, but in the end, it actually kind of opened it up more wow. uh, because now it really can go to anybody. Yeah. Um, and we've seen testimonies. I mean, even in this last year where we would have never been able to give them a bag and uh, one of them, not a Christian and in it is, you know, all these scriptures um, that are filled with, you know, scriptures on healing and hope and trust. And and uh, they take that with them and they read it uh, because it just, it brings, it sets their mind as they're going through treatments. So we've just seen so many testimonies of how it encourages and brings hope. And and this is, you give these bags away free. There's no cost. Yes, free. So yet. yeah, we've raised the money. Um, so it costs about $40 and then shipping, you know, varies. Um, we have a lot of donations, um, businesses that have kind of come together to help or give discounts. Um, but if we, it was full price, all the items in the bag would probably be more like 200. Thank you, uh, you know, Horizon Church for jumping into this. Thank you so much for your time today, Donna. And we are excited uh, to do this partnership with you guys. And we're looking forward to sharing more testimonies with you of how God is using Girls of Hope Ministry here in Canada. Yes. So if you want to help, yeah, give thanks, yeah. If you want to help with packing, with sending, with praying, with writing cards of encouragement that will go in, there's lots. Hello at horizonchurch.ca. Uh, interesting story. No, I'm not going to tell it. The time has passed. We'll tell that story another time. Finally, Christmas hampers. It's the most wonderful time of the year. But it's also the most difficult time of the year if you're in if you're in struggling. So uh, every Christmas for many many years, uh, probably more than thirty, it started uh, with kids of uh, prisoners that, of dads and moms who were in prison. We would help uh, the kids angels trees and endless hampers and uh, all that kind of thing. Uh, if you don't know what that is. You're, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> Christmas is coming, uh, and this year, as for last year, we're planning to have around 60 hampers that will go to people within our church, people from George Vanier, uh, and as well, families from the Surrey Christmas Bureau, and as well, uh, a different kind of a hamper, but we're going to partner in Princeton with the local food bank, as we did last year in some way or form there as well. Um, but let me let Sherith tell a little bit about it on video. Hello Horizon Church. My name is Cherith. We're approaching the loveliest time of the year, Christmas. 
and we get to bless 60 families in the Surrey neighborhood where we live with Christmas hampers. Each hamper consists of two weeks food plus everything the families need for Christmas, all of the trimmings. But on top of that, every child receives two gifts, but not just any gift, gifts from their Christmas wish list. I remember a couple of years ago, one little girl on her wish list, she wanted sheets for her bed and a fluffy white blanket. And we heard that they were new to Surrey and they had nothing. So the word went out and people came with Christmas trees, Christmas decorations, and everything that was needed to make Christmas special for them. We couldn't wait to deliver this hamper. When we got there, we went in, there were five little ones waiting for us. We looked in the kitchen, there was no food. There was a pot on the stove that had one hot dog and there was no food. We literally brought Christmas to this family and it was the most precious thing. There were mattresses on the floor with no sheets. So this little one for her Christmas, she received her fluffy blanket and her sheets. It is such a joy and a privilege to be able to partner with different organizations in Surrey to bring Christmas to these families. And I want to thank you for giving because when you give, we can then bless families in Surrey with the gift of Christmas. So thank you for your generosity. The Lord bless you this Christmas. If you will check horizonfam.ca, that's where you need to go to for all the information of when we're going to be delivering the hampers, when we're going to be packing them, um, if, when, if you want to buy Christmas angels, all that information will be on horizonfam.ca. So thank you for your, your generosity. We love you so much. God bless. Yeah, great stories. So we love working with our partners from Night Shift to the Adoptive School with City Dream Center to Tim Tebow Foundation with Night to Shine to Pearls of Hope with uh, Pearl Church in Denver to the Christmas Hampers with Surrey Christmas Bureau. We work with anybody pretty much to share the goodness of God, to let our light shine before others. You might have been keeping track as you went, went along how much money that was. Uh, if anybody feels led to write a check, it's $50,750 for our local ministries. And all that money that comes into our legacy giving, we just sow it right back into uh, our community. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. It's not about making the name of Horizon Church great. It's not about making our name great. It's about pointing people to Jesus that the light turns on in the middle of dark spaces and they see things a little differently. They might see for the first time in a long time hope for the future. They might see for the first time in a long time that there's a God that loves them. They might see for the first time in a long time that their past does not have to determine their future. We cannot underestimate what God might be doing in the middle of it all. And that's the other part of letting our light shine. We cannot forget that everyone spends eternity somewhere. So we want to let our light shine so that they, people will see our good deeds, but that they will glorify our Father in heaven because we will never lock eyes with somebody who doesn't matter to God. And I said earlier at the beginning, let's do for one what we wish we could do for everyone. We can't solve everything all by ourselves, but we can make 
a little bit of light shine in one person's life, in two persons, somebody on a Friday night at night shift, somebody uh, night to shine, somebody at uh, adopt a school, wherever it might be. There's more to this life than this life. And as a church, we are engaged in the most important thing, the most important thing in the world, things that have eternal value and eternal significance. Our legacy is that we want to see thousands upon thousands of people find their way to Jesus, that their lives, their families, their future, their neighborhood could look different and be transformed by the love of Jesus. Legacy is affecting people we might never see, healing hurts, meeting needs, and making a difference with the good news of Jesus. Legacy is an unchanging mission for an ever-changing world. Horizon Church, we cannot retreat from darkness. We can't get distracted by darkness. We must keep moving forward to let our light shine. We will not be moved back. We will not stop. The light will not be overcome. The light will not be extinguished by darkness. Every gift, and as the worship team is coming, I think they're probably somewhere there in the darkness. <laughs> every gift, every contribution, no matter how small it might seem to you. And we're not, I'm going to talk in a minute a little bit more about that. It makes a difference. For you, it might be like $5 might be a lot. And, but you say, I'm willing to do that still. But for you, for some of you, maybe $1,000 is just a little. Whatever it is, all, we are, all we're going to be asking when we take up this offering on November the 21st is that you pray and ask God. Not under pressure, not under compulsion, but pray and ask Jesus. Lord, how should I respond? Maybe the first step for you is just involving yourself by hello at horizonchurch.ca and participating with your time. Whatever it might be, your bit matters. Not equal gifts, but equal sacrifice. We need every one of us to do our part as we talk about leaving a legacy. Because the world needs you, needs me, needs us to let our light shine so that people may see our good deeds and glorify our Father in heaven. And November 21st, we're going to take up a big offering, but maybe you're like, I want to give right now. I'm inspired to give right now. You might go to horizonfam.ca and click on local, regional, or global, or just legacy. You might want to give through an e-transfer, giving at horizonchurch.ca. If you're in the room in Surrey, there's a debit machine at the back, or there's a giving station. Princeton, you can give online. You can give right there in the room right now. Or you can wait to give to Legacy to November the 21st. Because I really want us to be praying about how God would have each one of us to respond. Because it's so easy to disqualify ourselves and say, I, it's not going to make that much difference. Yes, it's going to make a difference. When you think that we can feed 10 families or 20 families for like 200 bucks on a weekend. Wow, $10 can feed a family on a weekend. I'm gonna stop there because I'll keep, I'll start pushing and I don't wanna push. But I want you, do want you to pray. Begin to pray and ask God, how will I respond in this legacy? Because there's an unchanging mission for an ever-changing world that people would see who Jesus is, that their eternity will look different because they encounter and see Jesus through the good deeds and the kind words and the gospel 
or the hope of the gospel of Jesus. I invite you to stand and worship team's gonna, we're gonna close with a song of worship. I'm gonna let those that are online go here in a moment, but I'm gonna pray. And then when I'm done, it's gonna go to our online audience and turn it over to Jen in Princeton. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the great privilege it is to partner with you in what you're doing in the world. Thank you that we get to be part of the great story that you're writing in the hearts of men and women all through our local region, through the region of BC and around and Canada and around the world through the generosity of Horizon Church. Thank you that every bit matters, Lord. Lord, I pray that you'll be speaking to us. Lord, that you would challenge us to live in faith and not in fear that you will empower us by your Holy Spirit to participate in the good things that you are doing in the world. Thank you that you work the night shift, Jesus. And thank you that all the spaces and places that the light of Jesus has shown up because of the generosity of this Horizon family. And Lord, thank you for the stories that we will hear through this next year about your goodness. In the strong name of Jesus, amen and amen. We hope you enjoyed this message from Horizon Church. To find your next step, visit horizonfam.ca. Have a great week.